Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Katie! Look, 2018! We made it! Thank God. Can I just say, thank God. You were ready for 2017 to go then. Oh, it was a hard year. It was a really hard year. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people I've mentioned to have said the same thing, that it's been a really hard year. It has, it has. I would actually argue that for me, I feel like 2016 was slightly worse. And I remember being on New Year's the night before the beginning of 2017 and just thinking, thank goodness. (laughs) So maybe this is just a common sentiment that every year it turns over, you're like, thank goodness that one's done. Maybe the truth of the matter is life is hard. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. I've only felt like this one other time though. And that was at the end of 2006, which was probably the worst year of my life. Yeah. I'm not going to go into why, but it was a bad year for me. Um, Why not? What You have to give me an inkling of why. I don't I don't remember 2006. Yeah, we we weren't in very close contact back in those days. But I'm just going to be mysterious right now and just say that it was it was a bad year and not go into why. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners, it's too personal. So Katie, call me afterwards and I'll tell you. Yeah, we've already kicked off 2018 and we'll never have the answer to why 2006 was so bad. No. uh All right, but, fine. Um, I want to say just a couple, like kind of off, slightly off topic. The number 17 in Italy is unlucky. Mm. For us in, in the Anglo-Saxon world, it's the number 13. But in Italy, it, the number 17 is an unlucky number. And my boss is kind of obsessed with numbers. He's not exactly, I wouldn't go far as saying he was into numerology, but he really likes numbers. And he talks about like the meaning of numbers and stuff. And he always talks about 17. He's like afraid of the number 17. So at the beginning of the year, he was like, oh, 17. Like, I don't even want to know what's going to happen this year. And he was totally right. And an interesting reason why the number 17 is unlucky is because if you write it in Roman numerals, it's not exactly the same, but it looks very similar to the word vixit, the Latin word that means he lived past tense. And it's a word that they used to put on tombstones. Mm -hmm. So that is why it's an unlucky number. But anyway, that aside, it turned out to be, I mean, personally, politically, I think it was a bad year, like horrifically bad. Um, And, you know, not just politically, in general. Politically in the United States, though, not in Italy. Politically in the United States, I can't, I can't deal with Italian politics. It's too much for me. I have enough on my plate following American politics. I just don't even deal with Italian politics at all. But I just feel like it's more than just the quote unquote politics. It's been a dark year for our country. I hope I'm not being too dramatic and I hope I'm not alienating any of our listeners who feel differently. But I feel like a lot of things happened this year that just really made me quite frankly, worry for my own country. I, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I honestly felt like that. Yeah, I think that that's a common sentiment in the United States. Of course, not with everybody, but with many. I think one of the things that I noticed the most about, or maybe it just stands out the most and it always was happening, but I feel like just the way that discourse has happened or happens in this country has taken a dramatic shift. I think with the advent of social media and stuff, we were already kind of pulling into our own corners, Mm -hmm. you know, and only hanging out with the people 
who believed what we believed. But I feel like this year more than anything, it seems like it's much more vitriolic and I don't know, less, it somehow feels less open-minded and also less cultured. Like we've gotten crasser in the way that people are talking to one another. Partly that could be that we have a president that prefers Twitter as his main means of communication. And that is a dramatic shift from the way that we're used to a political or presidential figure communicating with us. And so in that way, you know, if he can go shorthand, maybe we're all just going shorthand now. And I feel like that's a pretty distinct cultural shift that may have been coming anyway because of social media. I don't know. But that feels pretty dramatically different to me at the end of this year from the beginning of the end of last year. And, you know, all the Me Too stuff, all of this, it's been a dark time, but it's also a time where a lot of change is going to come from this year. And we don't know how it's going to shake out yet. Yeah, I think that this year has planted a lot of seeds that might end up being really good for the country in the long, long, long run. Things have started this year that it's going to take a while to see where they go and particularly the Me Too movement, but also politically, I think this has galvanized a lot of people to take more action and stuff. So, But also there have been an amazing number of natural disasters this year. When you think about the hurricanes, absolutely devastating hurricanes that this that we saw this year, the wildfires. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Yeah, and globally speaking, I mean, in the world, there's been some really horrible things going on too. It's, I don't know, maybe every year has its tragedy. I'm sure every year has its tragedies, but it just seems like this year there were more of them. And I also had, you know, a few personal issues this year, nothing ridiculous, but you know, some, some difficult things that I worked through this year. All of that, just all of that together combined. And plus, of course, my dad died, (laughs) um, just meant that it was a really yucky year for me, for, for a lot of people though. Yeah. So what are you hoping for? I know since this is a New Year's show and and Tiffany, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, Tiffany's famous for always being able to come up with New Year's resolutions, uh, whereas I sometimes can come up with things, but generally speaking, try to do something I can knock out in less than an hour. I love that. I love that philosophy, though. I just can't do it because I'm too ambitious. Yeah, I know. So what's on the docket for you when you look at 2018? What are you hoping uh, this year holds for you besides the fact that your book will be released this year which is super exciting yeah that's... I thought about pre-ordering it for everyone in my family for Christmas oh but then oh. I was like well I kind of want to do it when it I can order it and it will just show up yeah yeah so they'll know maybe I should have pre-ordered just to give you the vote of confidence but at the same point I'm like how much more exciting will it be though if I can just order it for everybody and it just shows up I mean that seems really really exciting so I decided to hold off for good or for ill but so that's exciting. That is exciting. But what are you, from a resolution standpoint, what are you thinking this year? Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm famous for making resolutions or I'm famous for making resolutions that I can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that kind of a person. I'm the kind of person who bites more than I can chew. Is that the expression? Bites off more than you can chew. Bites off more than I can chew. Yeah. But I never stop doing it. I'm kind of a masochist because I do this to myself every year like every single year I'm like okay this year I'm actually gonna keep my resolutions <laughs> and then you know I'll keep one or two but um okay so the, here are a few 
I'm looking at number one on this list and I'm like, Tiffany, you, you know, you're not going to do this. (laughs) Like, don't even say it out loud because you know, it's not going to happen. I want to blog twice a week. Whoa. It doesn't, it's not really that ambitious twice a week. It's not like I'm saying I want to blog every day. It depends on how long the blog posts are. You tend to write a really hearty blog post. I know. See, this is my problem. I'm overambitious. Take a tip from Donald Trump, Tiffany. (sighs) Just kidding. Don't, don't do that. Don't dumb yourself down, (laughs) girl. No, but I mean, it's true. And Claudio used to always say, you know, just write like a couple paragraphs. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. I like, I just, I want to dig deep. I totally go on more than most people actually are interested in reading. I know that's what I should do. And I just, I just have a hard time doing it. But um, I'm going to really try and I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to try to just shorten them. See how that goes. Why twice a week rather than just once a week? Is that the, the Tiffany ambition? Yes, partially. But partially because what I would really like to do is write a blog post every Monday about the show that's coming out that week, that day. But I don't want that to be the only blog post. Right. So that's why I need to have two. Gotcha. My second one, which I think, I think I'm going to be able to do because I'm really, really committed, is I want to keep to a social media plan. As someone who has a podcast and someone who also has a book coming out and a blog that supposedly is going to be written on twice a week, maybe, I need to do it. That said, that said, if you were to follow us on social media, you will find <laughs> that Tiffany and Estrella and occasionally me have been doing some very interesting things lately. Yeah, yeah. So we went from being like barely present to doing cool stuff every day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's amazing, did. actually. Yeah. So yeah, so I really, I, I really feel like it's important to have a social media presence And so we've been really, myself, Katie a little bit, and a lot um, our social media intern, Estrella Gomez, she's been a huge help. So we are trying to reinvent ourselves as social media, uh, what? Not gurus. Mavens. Mavens. Um, (laughs) That's too dramatic. Participants. 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 (laughs) Ah, I like that. We're there. We're showing up. We're showing up every day. That's the goal. I want to show up every day and put my little posts out. And hopefully somebody out there is reading them. (laughs) Hopefully. Okay, number three. And this is also one I'm really, really committed to. And that's writing every single day. As far as writing, writing creative writing, not just writing a blog post or or an article, but actually writing towards my my next book every single day. I participated in NaNoWriMo this year. Tell people what that is. NaNoWriMo is the National Novel Writing Month when people all over the world attempt to write a 50,000 word novel in one month, in the month of November. It was incredibly hard and I was incredibly tired because I had to do it late at night and I'm not a night person. So it was hard for me this, this year, but it really made me happy. It made me super happy to get to the end of the day when ordinarily I would be like collapsing into bed or or maybe watching something on Netflix or something. And instead, sitting down and writing, it made me look forward to the end of the day and not just look forward to going to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me, I was, it really, really just made me happy in the way that doing what you love makes you happy, even if it's work and it's hard. So and I'm, of course, I know it's good for me as a writer to do that every, every day. So that's my, my, my really most important one, I would say. Another one that's kind of silly and should be easy, but is also not easy, is I don't want to use my phone 
in the presence of my son anymore. Now, of course, if I get a phone call, that's fine. Talking on the phone is fine. And taking pictures, which I'm usually taking pictures of him. So that's fine too. But I don't want to be sitting on my phone on Twitter when he's sitting next to me and I should be interacting with him Mm -hmm. or not necessarily interacting. You know, I don't think that a parent has to interact with their child 24 hours a day. But I don't want him to see that that's what I'm doing all the time. Like, I'd rather him see me reading a book or writing. Because kids naturally tend to want to do what their parents are doing. And if he sees me reading a book, he's going to be more likely to want to read a book uh, as opposed to play on a phone. And that's what I would rather have him do, especially in his formative years. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one for me. Yeah, that's a good one. It's easy in the sense that it's not like you're doing something. It's your not doing something. So I don't know if that makes it harder or easier. If you had a spot where you put your phone when you came home, where you could still hear it, like if I were to send you a WhatsApp message, you could still hear it, but it's like you have to actually get up and go get it. That's a good idea. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think that the trick to keeping habits that you want it to make become habits is you have to have strategies like that. Mm -hmm. You have to have like really practical strategies you know, things that might seem obvious, but, you know, until somebody actually says, hey, put your phone on the, you know, mantle when you come in and don't move it. It's like, oh, that's such a great idea. Uh, (laughs) Instead of like having it in your back pocket all the time, which is where mine usually is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, And my last one, I'm sure it's not the last, I'm sure that I'll come up with more in the next couple of days, but (laughs) I need to do meal planning. Ah. We've kind of established already that I'm not the most enthusiastic cook. And I always cook for my son, obviously, but sometimes I'll just cook for him and not for us. And he eats quite early. And sometimes I might eat early with him if Claudio is still working and I make a little bit of extra. But usually what happens is I cook something for him and then Claudio and I basically like don't have dinner. And so we just improvise and sometimes we eat real food and sometimes we eat a bowl of cereal. And I just don't really want to do that anymore. I would like to have dinner all together, like a sit down meal all together. Unfortunately, every other week that's not possible because Claudio works late every other week. But, you know, we'll do it as much as we can. But that means I have to have a meal plan because I'm not one of those people who can go into a kitchen and just like look at what the ingredients are and just whip something up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's going to take a little bit of planning on my part and to like learn some new recipes. So, hey, if you have any good recipe, easy. They have to be easy. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. They have to be fast and easy and no red meat. If you have any, any recipes like that, send them over. And yeah, so I'm thinking like a two-week meal plan and then just like alternate back and forth. Yeah, so it would be like Taco Tuesday every Tuesday, really. It could be. Well, or like every other Tuesday. Right, right. Not that you'd ever make tacos over there. I love tacos. My mom makes amazing tacos. They are incredible. So yeah, it's just tortillas. Finding good tortillas here is not easy, but I love the Taco Tuesday idea. I would be very curious to know if people want to write in what their sort of go-to is when they want to cook, but they want to cook something that's easy. Do it, please, please send those in. I need those. I'm so intimidated by cooking websites, cooking blogs, because they're so complicated and there's so many ingredients. If I have to soak something, it's like, forget it. I'm not going to sit and soak beans all night. It's just, it's not happening. (laughs) You know, it's too bad in a way. By the way, I should mention that I have a cold if I sound a little weird. Sorry, everyone. 
mm-hmm. it's kind of funny in a way because you know how as you get older your your palate becomes like a little bit more sophisticated and that sometimes means that you try things that you hadn't tried before and you realize that you like them but it also means that like kind of just the eating the bowl of cereal isn't as satisfying as say it would have been back in college you know and I was just thinking while you were talking about this like oh wouldn't it be nice to have something that was easy back when I was in college and I couldn't cook nor did I have a very sophisticated palate I only made one of two things every night which made both my grocery shopping ridiculously easy and it was just like well last night I had this so tonight I'll have that and the things were and I kid you not this is so boring I can't wait to hear this spaghetti with red sauce hey it's a classic over here and of course it's not like red sauce like in Italy where you have to like get the red sauce and then build on it no it was just like I just grab the jar already filled with the mushrooms and olives or whatever dump it in a pan boil the spaghetti the other thing was I had a rice cooker. I would make steamed white rice, heat up a can of black beans, heat up a tortilla, and I would put those together in the tortilla and eat that. Wow. Wow. So it was either spaghetti and red sauce or black bean and rice burrito. Well, the burrito is actually the more impressive one because you're actually making everything yourself. Except for the beans. Except for the tortilla. Except for the tortilla (laughs) and the beans. But I mean, you're not just getting it out of a jar. But I am. Not that I have anything against getting a pasta sauce out of a jar, even though I live in Italy. Hey, sometimes you're just tired and you just need to have a jar of pre-made pasta sauce or you're you're just going to have time. But I have a new go-to recipe that I just discovered a few days ago. Thanks to my friend, Sarah. Shout out if you're listening. Oh my God, it is incredible. It's pasta with chickpeas, which is a recipe that my mother-in-law makes all the time, but this was different than her recipe. And it was from a website called Smitten Kitchen, which I think is famous and everybody knows about, and I just discovered like yesterday. It's incredible, and it's really simple, and it's really easy. And she said, she says, you are going to freak out when you have this, and it's going to become your go-to recipe, and she was totally right. And so that's going to be on my once a week, at least in the winter, you know, in the colder months. You don't really want to eat pasta with legumes in the middle of summer, at least I don't, but this time of year, absolutely. So it's it's like comfort food, I think. So please send your easy recipes. Mm, I love that. You're going to have to give me that recipe so I can put it on the bittersweetlife.net in case all of us want to try it. I will do so. It's so, 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 so yummy. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of resolutions, though. I know. It's too many, right? I took a walk with Derek prior to us recording this show because I was trying to get his opinion on what he thought my resolution should be. (laughs) 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 Because I was trying to come up with a really quick and easy idea and I just couldn't come up with anything. I was thinking like, well, Tiffany would probably want me to keep trying melon until I like melon, but I don't think I'm ever going to like melon. And it also sounds so miserable. Like, I don't want to have to keep trying melon. Ugh. Hey, but your tastes can change. I used to hate olives, like to the point where they made me cringe. And now I love them because I just, I tried them so many times that I eventually started to like them and now I love them. Well, and I couldn't think of a food like that I, you know, had never tried back in the past when we gave the examples of the first year I ever realized that you could do a resolution that was something that you could accomplish in 15 minutes (laughs) was that my resolution was to eat a pomegranate. We've talked about that on the show before. Oh, yum. And I had never had a pomegranate before, nor did I know how to open one or what I was expecting to see inside. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't think of anything that was like that anymore that I've never encountered The year after that was to eat the persimmon. (laughs) And then I started getting more sophisticated. So I was trying to come up with something that was just like that. 
and I couldn't think of anything. And Derek suggested, well, why don't you just try to make a resolution that for a month, you're going to always cook at home. You're not going to go out for that entire month or ever go get takeout or something like that. For one month. For one month. And I was thinking, yeah, but what month would I do that? Because mm. <laughs> yeah. it's very important that you pick the right month. And he said, well, I think that the idea with a resolution is that you start on January 1st. But I know I have an announcement to make. I can't start it on January 1st because I'm moving. So I won't be home. So it stands to reason that I will be eating out. (laughs) You know, when you move, how you just never have anything to cook with. Right. That's true. You know, so you're constantly eating out or eating like bags of popcorn, which I've been doing a lot. (laughs) I don't think the resolutions need to start in January 1st. Not that kind of resolution. If your like resolution is I want to floss my teeth every night, then you should try to start on January 1st. But if you want to eat at home for one month, I think you can do that any month of the year. As long as you don't forget about it. And that's part of the problem. Mm. When you were starting to read your list, I was thinking I should have asked you what if you remember anything that was on your list from last year. <laughs> and did you successfully employ any of it? <laughs> uh, no recollection. Zero. <laughs> See, and I don't know. I don't think I did a resolution last year. But maybe maybe there's some super savvy fan out there that's like, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> I remember one the first year I failed after employing this like do something really quick and dirty was where I got a little too complicated because after the pomegranate and all that stuff, I decided I'd get certified in CPR, Mm -hmm. which was easy because it was still just an evening class, right? But then I decided that I was actually going to finally become earthquake prepared. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And that never happened. Uh (laughs) So, but anyway, if anybody remembers what I, if I said I would do anything last year or if anything Tiffany said she would do last year, uh, I would be really curious to know. Well, here's the thing. We did an episode. Hang on. I'm going to have a sip of tea here. Mm. I forgot about my tea and now it's cold. That sucks. <laughs> Resolve to remember when you put tea in the microwave. <laughs> well, I didn't put it in the microwave for God's sake. Do you make your tea in the microwave? <laughs> well, if it gets cold, mm. you're too sophisticated for that. I don't have a microwave. Oh. I'm going to make myself some more tea. Last year, we did a New Year's episode, and we were going to talk about New Year's resolutions, and we totally went on a f- off on a gigantic tangent, and we never talked about resolutions, so I'm pretty sure we didn't put any out there last year. I'm pretty sure I had some, and I don't know about you. I don't know if I did. Maybe not. Uh, do you think it's important to have a resolution? No, I don't. I just know I'm the type of person who likes new beginnings. Even if they happen every week, like every week, I'm like, okay, this week, I'm going to be better. This week, I'm going to do it. (laughs) That's part of me being an eternal optimist and possibly also like lying to myself constantly. I don't know. But I figure if you try to improve, let's say you want to get to 10 and you get to three, that's still an improvement on zero, right? That's true. And sometimes it does stick. I actually do floss. (sighs) I want to floss. I just can't. I just, by the time I get to flossing in my night routine, I am so tired. I just like, I'm like, I can't. I got to go to bed. <laughs> you just got to power through that, Tiffany. Uh, it's just 30 more seconds. Just I 30 know, more. But... You can do it. <sighs> oh, man. Well, I think that if I'm going to resolve to do anything this year, it is going to be to continue to put one foot in front of the other and try to continue my quest to discover 
what it is creatively that I would like to be involved in in the next chapter of my life. Well, that's exciting. And I will continue to plod forward to discover what that is. That is my plan. Probably will not accomplish that in the first 15 minutes of the year. No, I know. That's why it's not a good resolution because no, it's it is a good res- too committed. No, it's it's a little vague, but it's it, but it's important. That's a really positive thing, and it reminds me of the goal that you had on your list from fifth grade or whatever it was. It was a very vague goal, but it was it was beautiful, and it was if I remember something like have a job doing something that I love. Was was that right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and. That's the important stuff in life, I think. That's true. Meal planning and flossing, you know, it's just that's minor stuff. But uh, but that's the big, that's the important stuff. So you're on the right track. Well, thanks. And I think your dentist would beg to differ on the flossing. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, small side, I, the last time I went to a dentist in Italy, which was probably about six months ago, I literally was talking to him about flossing. And he's like, you know... Flossing's not really that important. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's like someone just telling me that like all of the things that I've ever been told my entire life are a lie. <laughs> just for an American, you know, we get it drummed into our heads, just like beaten into us. You must floss. You must floss. And here the Italians are like, mm, no, you know, as long as you brush your teeth properly, that's enough. I'm like, is it though? I don't know. So before we end... And wish everyone one more time a great kickoff to 2018. We got to tell people what I'm doing now. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us where you're moving. So sometimes life is extremely unexpected. And it was a little bit unexpected that I went to New Orleans. But I planned that. That was my idea to go there. And the long and the short of that is that I am not currently moving to New Orleans. I did not rule it out as a place that I might want to live, but I have not ruled it in as the place that I want to live. I think I need to spend more time there. Although I loved my time there. But, so just out of the blue, Derek, who's my husband, got offered a job. He wasn't expecting it. It came from an old colleague of his. And we are moving to San Francisco. Wow. Can you believe it? (laughs) I will admit that I knew that already, but... Still, it was a big shock when you told me. Shout out to Lynn, though, who's out there listening right now, our San Francisco listener, Lynn. (sighs) I wish, Lynn, that I was sitting next to you right now when I just said that I was moving to San Francisco. Because I think it's going to come as a really big surprise. (laughs) She's always been, always said, whenever you're down in San Francisco, drop me a line. I'd love to take you out. Well, Lynn, I'm going to be in San Francisco come January 3rd. Didn't see it coming. The longest I've spent in San Francisco was a long weekend. Really? So you really don't know the city at all? Well, we've done a little bit of trips to find an apartment. Mm -hmm. So I've been there a little bit more than a long weekend. But prior to us finding out that we were going to be moving to San Francisco, I had really only ever been there for like four days. So I really don't know the city at all. Well, I can't wait to hear how you find the city and we can follow you along in your discovery of a new city. Yeah. And maybe we'll, for fun, we'll make a new opening. I think that that's going to be a must. A new San Francisco opening. And then if it actually sticks, like, wow, Katie actually decides to stay in San Francisco. Maybe we'll have to make an opening that's a combination of Rome and San Francisco. Ooh. I've been contemplating how that could be pulled off. I don't know if it actually can be pulled off, but I might be willing to try. 
Sounds intriguing. This is the thing about New Year is you just never know what's going to happen. And this is, for me, a very strong example of that. I'm hoping for all good things. But here's to all the things we can't see coming, Tiffany. I'm sure that you have only good things coming. I hope so. And I hope that's the same for you. Well, I have a feeling that 2018 is going to be a good year. I hope so. It just has a nice ring to it. So round. (laughs) So many circles in it. (laughs) You know, with the eight having two circles and the zero having one. (laughs) Yeah, it's so nice. Uh, Okay, well, we should leave it there. Don't forget, with the kickoff of a new year, if you haven't supported your favorite hosts of The Bittersweet Life, Tiffany and Katie, it's not too late to buy us a gift to make sure that 2018 is not the year that this show finally kicks the bucket because of financial distress. So if you want to donate to the show, please visit thebittersweetlife.net and click on the donate button. And uh, yeah, like we mentioned, social media wise, we are out there. We are all over social media right now. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us by looking for the Bittersweet Life podcast. And there's some really great things going on there, including you getting to meet my two cats, which both have dumb, dumb names. But you won't find out until you... uh, Go on Twitter. Yes. And if you have your own bittersweet life story, if you have your own expat experience story that you want to share with us, send out a post with the hashtag the bittersweet life and um, we will be featuring people in the new year. Yeah. We want to feature you. We definitely want to feature you. And one last thing, if you have a, have a recipe you want to send to Tiffany, if we get it enough, maybe I'll post them about. It has to be easy. We could make our own bittersweet life recipe book. Oh, wow. That would take a lot of recipes, but that would be pretty sweet. It would be fun. (laughs) What if everybody else plans your meal plan for you? That would make that resolution possible, I feel. Oh, my God. Please, somebody do this for me. Please (laughs) make it easy. (laughs) Send in your simple recipe ideas to bittersweetlife at mail.com. Bittersweetlife at mail.com. No red meat for Tiffany, but if you have a really great red meat recipe, I'm happy to look it over. (laughs) And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. (laughs) 